Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. South Okanagan Event Center. We are live in Penticton, British Columbia, and it is a Oilers rookie game day as they get ready to take on the Winnipeg Jets. And we have a jam-packed Friday edition of Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor for the ninth consecutive season. It's Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Special shout out to Cam Moon. You're going to hear a little bit later on from Cam coming up. He's going to have a sit-down one-on-one conversation with Oilers prospect defenseman Philip Proberg. Cam pulling double duties. Uh, he is our engineer uh, on this trip as well. So special thanks to him back in the 630 Chad Studios in Edmonton. is Derek Scott. Brendan Escott helped produce the show. And we have the following guests. We have Sportsnet Spec Mark Spectre for the horses at Horse Racing Alberta today between 1230 to 130. He's just end a piece uh, that ties into his conversation yesterday with Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. I mentioned Mooner will talk to Philip Roberg. We'll have about a 12-minute conversation with the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, Colin Chunk, who in fact is coaching the Oilers' rookie team tonight in their game against Winnipeg. Brendan Escott will slide into studio as well to set you up for the Edmonton Elks encounter against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The Elks uh, hurting for certain at 3-10. and 10. And the Riders at 6 and 7. And uh, uh, they're not too happy in the province of Saskatchewan where football seemingly reigns supreme. But this show is called Oilers Now. Uh, we are going to get to a fair amount of audio early. Yesterday we had head coach Jane Woodcroft of the Oilers along with the Oilers director of player personnel and amateur scouting, Tyler Wright. We'll get to a couple of those clips coming up. Not before I tell you that you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline 780 Ring in the new year with Trooper, December 30th, and Big Sugar, December 31st, at the River Cree. Tickets and more information at therivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 100. And 43rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. Again, I'm available at Bob underscore Stauffer. You can tweet the show at Oilers now. Brendan Escott is at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. Edmonton and Winnipeg tonight. The Jets mentioning that uh, 
they're going to have a different a rotating set of captains as Blake Wheeler has stepped down as their captain under head coach Rick Bonus, who's come aboard there. We go to our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Oilers rookies and the Jets rookies, and let's get to our projected lineups for tonight's game because this is the sort of thing we do in Oilers now. Uh, but we are going to tell you, once I'm able to pull up my little index uh, cards that are so much fun to play with uh, here on uh, Oilers now, here's what the Oilers are going to roll with tonight in game number one of the rookie tournament. James Hamlin will center Dylan Holloway and Xavier Borgo. We did give you a brief look at these lines yesterday. Uh, Noah Philp, along with Kirill... Uh, uh, Petro, uh, sorry, Matthew Petrov and Ty Tulio. It'll be uh, Philip Angaris who tested very well along with Reed Schaefer and Carter Savoy. So three first round picks, Holloway, Schaefer and Borgo in the Oilers' top nine for today's game. They're going to have Cole Dubinsky with Dino Cambites as well as Jake's Chase on a, a kid that's a fourth round draft choice for the Oilers and Suffered a shoulder injury last year. Philip Roberg, the eighth overall pick, 2019 NHL entry draft with Max Warner. Remember that name. He's a seventh-round draft choice. It is possible that you may see Warner get signed uh, sometime in the new year future. Darren Keeb. Uh, Darren Keeb will be with Philip Kemp, who's been an Oilers farmhand the last couple of years. Noah Dory, along with Michael Kesseling, who, like Kemp, Big right shot D-man playing down on the farm. And starting in goal tonight will be Ryan Fanti. That is a look at the Edmonton Oilers rookies as they get ready to take on the Winnipeg Jets rookies. Now, you can watch that game on EdmontonOilers.com. Jack Michaels and Jamie Thomas will have the call of tonight's game, tomorrow night's game between the Oilers rookies and the Flames rookies will be myself and Brendan Parker. And on Monday, uh, Cam Moon will be uh, working the uh, broadcast. Oh, yes, he will. Yes, he will against the uh, Vancouver Canucks rookies. So, talented young broadcaster that Mooner is going to be working with as well. We'll Just tease you on that front. Let's do this. Let's get into our Oilers Now Audio Vault has promised for direct workwear featuring Edmonton's largest selection of unbeatable prices and customer service that makes you feel like family. A lot of eyes on Dylan Holloway and Philip Broberg heading into training camp. Here's Jay Woodcroft. First off, I have uh, relationships with both of them. I've got to see them up close, how they uh, approach their daily business while being the head coach in Bakersfield. Um, and I think it's uh, both of them had very productive summers. Uh, for Philip, obviously, I thought it was important for him to take a deep breath. He had played so much hockey over a short period of time. So for him to train properly, get stronger, and um, you know, come back in the right frame of mind, I thought that was very important for him and then for Dylan uh, part of Dylan's progress was just healing up and making sure that his body was where it needed to be Uh, he's a big strong guy both of them look very good in those informal skates but as you know um, until the bullets start flying here so to speak uh, we'll get a better read on where they're at that's Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft joining us yesterday on Oilers Now. We're in our Oilers Now audio vault for direct workwear. Tyler Wright was also on yesterday's show. He's the Oilers director of player personnel and amateur scouting. And he had this to say about the evaluation process at a pro- at a prospects tournament. 
and I had a really hard time playing in these tournaments. But I always thought, I remember one year I went into Pittsburgh, and I think I played 49 or I think the cutoff was 50 games or something like that. And there was a couple underneath where you couldn't go to the rookie camps. And I was all bent out of shape personally in my head. And, you know, why am I going to rookie camp and blah, blah, blah. And I went, and it was hard to play in because, you know, there's there's a lot of enthusiasm. There's a lot of running around. Maybe structure isn't great, but uh, it actually put me in a better position, you know, 10 days later to go into main camp because you get in those. Not that the informal skates at, at Rogers aren't great, but it's it's different when you're playing. Um, you know, you're being evaluated. You know you're being evaluated. Every day you come onto the ice, uh, whether it's practice, off the ice, um, you know, the fitness testing. Uh, you know that's all going through management's mind and you know that and you're sitting there geez maybe I, I, I should have taken the, the butter off the bread in, in June and you know the chicken wings or, or whatever it is so it's hard to play but the expectations are the, the longer that you've been here the more that you've been here the, the older that you are the more success that you should have so there is that but you know you try to keep it within you know even keel realms of expectations because this is really just another stepping stone for them to get ready and get into main camp if they you know are lucky to make it through a lot of these guys will make some moves after the camp a lot of guys will move on into main camp some guys will get back into junior or, or wherever they're they're going to be going for that year all right that is uh tyler wright the oilers director of player personnel as well as their head amateur scout oilers rookies and the winnipeg jets rookies it's a five o'clock Puck drop on EdmontonWinners.com. That's Alberta time for you tonight. One of the interesting players that uh, his name is often discussed out there is Bidyessa Pogliarvi. He is uh, skating uh, in Edmonton as we speak uh, on the ice every morning with all of the Oilers players. He's back in town. Uh, there was some discussion point. Would he get traded in the offseason? What was the market for Pogliarvi? Jay Woodcroft, Oilers head coach, had these comments. I have a lot of time for Jesse. Obviously, I saw, I've seen him uh, mature over the years. Uh, you were asking me about some of our younger players in those skates. I, I've watched Jesse over the last uh, little while because he's been back for a bit in those skates, and he looks very good. Um, he's somebody that uh, we have sat down. We've talked uh, through a few systematic changes that or tweaks that we want to add, and we're going to begin in training camp implementing those. He's excited about it. He's a great person he's approaching camp with the right attitude he's healthy he's feeling good about himself and we're feeling good about him all right that is oilers head coach jay woodcroft so it'll be intriguing to see where yes the goes does he become a full-time top six player for the edmonton oilers or is he a third liner he's at an interesting price point three million dollars the Oilers are going to be up against the cap on that mark specter will be coming up to discuss that at uh 12 35 edmonton time today Let's get to it. Cam Moon had a chance to catch up to maybe the player that most people will have their focus on from an Oilers-centric perspective, and that will be Philip Broberg. So here is Cam's conversation with the eighth overall pick in the 2019 NHL entry draft, Philip Broberg. 
Philip, first of all, uh, just tell me about your summer, uh, the training, and, and getting ready for this year. Uh, what did you do to get yourself prepared? Uh, yeah, I just went back to Stockholm, started training with uh, a group there with uh, Andreas Agren, and uh, yeah, I just had a great summer, worked out a ton, and uh, you know, eat healthy, basically. How has your training changed over the years, like from when you were 16, 17 years old to, to where you are now, and, and the fact that you've had uh, you know, as much exposure in pro hockey and pro training, has it changed quite a bit? Uh, in Sweden, we work out with the team you're on in Sweden, so yeah, it changed when I got over here, where I started to train with personal trainers instead, and work on the things I need to work on, and that kind of stuff, so yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit... Uh, over changed but I like it yeah. now last season you get into 23 games at, at the NHL level and uh, you know it's baptism by fire when you get, we get in there how much did that help you over the course of last season getting into those games uh, I think it helped a lot yeah, the experience is always good and uh, I think I got the feel of the NHL level last year and uh, uh, yeah like you said it's good experience and uh, yeah I feel better than this year by having some games in me from last year. Well, absolutely. And even uh, the games that you get in at the Bakersfield level, it, and you're, you're playing a lot and, and a lot of ice time and seeing every situation uh, coming over you know, from Europe and playing those games in the American League, that had to be I, I'm guessing really good. It's just adjusting to the North American game? Uh, yeah, for sure. It took a while for me to adjust to the small ice surface and everything. Uh, but, uh, you know, starting the season I really felt started to feel better and better for every game that went and uh, yeah and just took off of, of that yeah Cam Moon here with uh, Philip Broberg and Philip I, I know you got to, to play in the World Juniors uh, three different times and representing your country and playing against the best at your age level when you think back to, to that time all three of them I guess how special was that for you yeah it was really special for sure uh, we didn't get the results we wanted those yeah. three years we we finished quarterfinal loss we took a bronze but yeah we we could have for sure done better in those tournaments with the teams we had and uh, yeah it's just fun time to look back at for sure looking ahead to this season uh, just your thought your mindset uh, going into this training camp uh, what sort of things did you like to accomplish here uh yeah you, you know i i just want the games to start now and uh, you know it's been a long summer so i'm just excited to get the first three games here started and then uh, come to main camp ready last year uh, through the playoffs uh, of course you were up uh, with the team and you got to to see it and got to get into it as well uh just what did you take from from that experience of a long playoff run uh yeah like i said it, it it's it's everything experience uh, to to get to f- a little bit feel of it and i think that's going to be good for this year to get we got a feel of, for the playoff last year and uh, i think everybody got a little bit hungrier for this year to hopefully win the next series instead all right, that is uh, Philip Roberg of the Edmonton Oilers in conversation with Cam Moon. Bob Stoffer joining you from Penticton, British Columbia, the South Okanagan Event Center. Mark Spector is going to be sliding in at 12.35 Edmonton time. We're going to come back with NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, and then we're going to get to some texts because there's a lot of them coming in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We're live from Penticton on Oilers Now. Just before we get to NHL today, I'm going to read you some texts on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. It's currently 12.23 and Edmonton. 
Martin Harris in Calgary says, Bob, I know you're bullish on the Flames this season with their additions in the offseason, but I feel, says Harris in Calgary, that uh, the Oilers have been looking ahead to slay the avalanche. Nazem Kadri to the Flames weakens the team uh, that they are trying to dethrone, and it's up to the Flames to make it a legit battle of Alberta. Harrison Calgary adds, the pressure's on Calgary to compete with the Oilers who conquered the Flames, and the team won't be looking back in their rear view mirror. Thoughts uh, from Harris or from Harris and Calgary. I got to be honest with you, man, Harris. I was in Calgary at Game One and Game Two of that series, and at the start of the second period, when the Flames made it 3-1, the last thing that I thought was going to happen was that the Oilers were going to rifle off four straight wins. I mean, we saw a performance from Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl that was otherworldly. That's the only way to kind of describe it. I mean, those guys put up 33 and 32 points in 16 games. Leon Draisaitl on a high ankle sprain, had 17 points in five games against Calgary. Calgary had a real good regular season last year without injuries, okay? Without injuries and illness. They all got sick at the same time. They got shut down. They didn't sit there and leak three or four guys out of their lineup for a six-week stretch like some other teams like Edmonton did during the 2-11-2 run. So Calgary benefited from having a healthy team, but they were the best team in the Pacific Division. The, the Oilers, I can tell you right now, no one in the Oilers organization is looking at Calgary in the rear view mirror. They think Calgary is going to be a highly competitive good team for what it's worth. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Crotch has texted us to say, Bob, does uh, Holloway's bonus money increase the odds of being in the opening night roster? If I'm understanding it correctly, the AAV only includes bonuses if he's recalled during the season. Uh, You are correct, Crotch, uh, that the AAV uh, only includes bonuses if he gets recalled during the year. It gets factored in in the opening day roster. It's an easier bite for Edmonton than it would be if they recalled him, uh, if they just sent him down before the season started. So, there's no question that there's a strong possibility that Dylan Holloway will be in the Oilers' opening right roster. Okay. When they the day before when they have to declare their official roster, it'll probably be a off the top of my head. I'm gonna hazard a guess that it might be a 21-man roster. Oilers are gonna be tight on the cap, and I expect Holloway to be on the roster. I can see a scenario where Holloway and Tyler Benson are on the roster, and you may have a, a forward at 1.25 million, another forward at 850 that are temporarily having to go through waivers because they're going to be sent down. As it sta- and this this happened. And then, conversely, you could see a couple... Pl- you could see a $750,000 player and Holloway originally the day before when the roster has to be declared on the Oilers roster and a day later they could end up being sent to the minors and the players that were sent to the minors the day before could be recalled. That That is a feasible scenario that could occur. Again, remember, take Ken Holland at his word. Philip Broberg has to play his way off the team. Dylan Holloway has to play on his t- on, on to the team. All right, uh, we are going to go into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Your local branded merchandising specialist, head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. We will start with the fact that there has been a resolution in the Evander Kane grievance case. Multiple reports. Um, 
some of which uh, Genesis started with the likes of Frank Cervalli, have uh, reported that uh, the San Jose Sharks will basically make up the difference over the next three seasons as to what the Oilers are going to pay him and what the original deal that was structured in place with San Jose was in place for. So there you go. They've got a resolution. Does anybody know that if the Sharks get charged the cap hit? We believe that the Sharks will get charged the cap hit on the on on the difference at this time. So we'll continue to monitor that. The Winnipeg Jets are going to, they're not going to have a captain. Blake Wheeler is no longer the captain of the Winnipeg Jets. Blake Wheeler and Rick Bonas uh, are meeting. Uh, they just met with the uh, media that have stayed back in Winnipeg. And uh, they're going to rotate captains out during the course of the season. Nothing new to report. On, uh, I know yesterday, uh, Daniel Nugent Bowman put out the Jason Demers, and we said on Oilers now, uh, Jake Furtan in a right shot, it would not preclude that another right shot would get added, and I said it didn't necessarily have to be a forward if you listen to the opening of the show. So Jason Demers on a PTO, the Oilers have not officially put that out yet. There was also a suggestion Edmonton might be looking at Brett Ritchie again. As I mentioned on the show yesterday, it is my belief that Brett Ritchie does have a one-way deal for 800000 and that the Oilers theoretically would need to match that and he would, and that Ritchie is not looking for a PTO. Remember, we discussed Phil Kessel and we said $1.5 million cap it on Kessel. That's yes. He ended up signing for $1.5 million a few weeks later. Uh, many of you were on Evan Rodriguez and we said I believed he's got a $2 million offer somewhere. Three weeks later, he signed in Colorado at $2 million. So I trust my source on this with Brett Ritchie that he's got an $800,000 deal somewhere uh, to go in on an NHL contract. So we'll wait and see on that front. It is currently 1129 in Edmonton. And when we return, Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta. We are live from Penticton off to a global news weather traffic update. Evan Cook.